Hi, welcome to our podcast on conscious creative leadership. The space where we get curious about leadership in the 21st century. I'm Darren Abrahams. And I'm Nadine Benjamin. We see ourselves as conscious creative leaders in an ever-evolving world. We believe we're all leaders in our own right. This podcast is our invitation to you to step into leadership with us. Sometimes it gets messy, but staying curious and open to change can open the doorway to new possibilities. In season two, we look at the daily challenges of leadership and how you can overcome them. Episode six, money. What is your value? Welcome back to the Conscious Creative Leadership Podcast. I'm Darren Abrahams. And I'm Nadine Benjamin. And today we are focusing on a subject which is incredibly important to me, particularly at the moment because it's the thing I struggle with the most. Um, And I am not ashamed to say it, (laughs) even though there's a lot of shame around it, is money is my relationship with money. So we are focusing this entire episode on looking at money, this energy that we call money. Um, I feel that particularly for creatives, for entrepreneurs, for freelancers, money is a big, big subject because we don't have stable money. Money comes with a project and there can be we'll talk we'll talk about this a lot more later there can be a, there can be feast and there can be famine yes very often in in our world in this kind of world that we live in but i don't think it's only us who live this more freelance life that has issues around money it's big for all of us i just i really i'm really hearing you you know and i love your courage i think you know it's one that i'm working on um for the next 2 years it's like very prominent in my life because it's my Achilles heel mm-hmm. um, and it's my Achilles heel because I do believe that um, uh, flow of money is also about how we are physically as well in the world so I've never been a great one for physical movement <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I'm really putting those two things together now because I do feel that they they're they are in relation and I'm working out a way now for them to express to me what I need to learn you know together in in conjunction and I love what you were talking about as we define money we define money as an exchange of energy yes so once again this physical part of it is really really important there's these two wonderful women that I know one is Brenda St. Louis and another one is Jennifer Thompson and their kind of thought processes are on money. They've got this new course out that I've been looking at. I'll reference it later in our links. But it's just wonderful how they express money. And they talk about getting into an intimate relationship with your money. Mm. And if you had a partner, how would you treat your partner? And exactly how you treat your partner, start treating your money like it. That's very interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, it is because I I feel you know in in my life and I know looking at many other people around us we often feel that we're not in control of money, mm. that money is in control of us, yeah. 
Yes. You know, I'm I'm doing a lot of work right now in building and expanding the human hive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a big vision about empowering 8 million change makers yeah. by 2030, which is a very big vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know how we're going to do that now. Mm-hmm. And we know where we're going. We know who we have to approach and how we need to do it, all of those things. Yeah. But we the money bit yeah the money bit is a is very much about enabling us to do that yes because i have a team that needs to be paid yes i need to be paid um mm-hmm. we have a website needs to, to be built we have a whole lot of things that need to be created mm. and in order to do that you need money yes in this environment yeah. so the big question that we're working on is how do you generate that money on a consistent level so that you can be secure in the services that you offer yeah. and with the people that you are bringing into your team so that you can continue to support those people. Um, so it's, it feels like this kind of big, like flashing light in the room is that I'm kind of all ready to go. I've got loads of things I want to do and loads of you know, loads of service to give in the world. But there's this energy, this this thing that we've created called money that is not currently in my bank account, yeah. which is preventing me from moving forward in the way that I want to. That's really interesting because um, that's actually happening with Everybody Can at the moment as well. So we've, we, we have just put in a funding application actually for a particular thing. But again, that funding application is not going to cover <laughs> most of the costs, but it's a small direction to where we need to be. But it is that thing, isn't it? We have been unconsciously told as creatives, you never make money out of the thing that you do. Yes. So there's this mantra, whether we like it or not, consistently going all the time that we need to clear. It is a limiting belief. It is not real. Okay. So we believe that art is business and business is art. You know, so there is this connective flow because in order for the world to work, they need to speak to each other because culturally, the art world, creatives, what do we do? It's, a, it's we, we fill in the gaps of consciousness mm. that are not talked about openly when somebody engages with culture. Yes. I think the work that you do at the Human Hive is incredible. Okay, so, you know... Just like we have to talk about ourselves as artists, is it that we need to learn how to have conversations about the other things that we do well? You know, and putting having that just like we have audiences that come and see us, that we find an audience that can kind of, you know, support our dreams and our visions that are humanitarian. You know, they're harder to sell as value, right? Yes. Like we know this because there's no there's no selfishness in it, you know, and it's extrinsic and it's intrinsic, you know. There's a vision that needs to be delivered as a message to lots of people, and we have to get loads of people to believe in that vision. And I think self belief and confidence also lie in that space as well, um, you know, that desiring to to have people understand what we love as multi-passionates. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The multi-passionate space come up again. So I kind of feel like that part of it is unconscious. This unconscious thing of, as creatives, we don't make money. 
we don't have this, this running all the time. But the other half of it is this stepping up into more growth and expansion of I've got to be more visible, I've got to start sharing my vision, I've got to let people understand my vision so they can attract themselves to it so they won't wish to support it. Yeah. I want to expand this a little bit more. We're not only talking about artists and creatives. No. We're also talking about grassroots activists. We're talking about carers. We're talking about people actually in our society that do really essential work but don't seem to be rewarded, financially rewarded yeah. in the way that they... But they are creatives. And they are... Cre- yeah. They uh, are creatives. Yes. But I wanted to just make this distinction because often when, when other people hear us talking about artists or creatives, they mm. think about people in the performing arts. Yes, okay, fair enough. So it's just thinking a bit broader than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. those people who are right on the front lines working in society, mm. like actually holding holding society together. Mm. And there's been some unconscious agreement that if you're doing important caring work mm. that you don't get money for that. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's it's we've got to smash this belief Yes. We've got to we've got to find a way for people to understand the level of work and effort and consciousness and um energy that is put into every one of those tasks to allow it to happen. But let let's come back into what what we can do about it. Yeah. Like within our control because actually again as I said before the the whole money issue feels like something that's beyond our control. It's like there are uh, there are rates that are set mm. by government or society or whatever about how much mm. you're going to be paid. There's mm. also there is how much uh, your market is willing to pay for you. You know, we'll talk we'll talk a bit about worth and charging mm. your worth. But mm. it's interesting. You can charge your worth, but if the people around you can't afford to pay that, what's where's the disparity? Where's where's the link? So let's 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 really dig into. Mm. Conscious creative leadership around money and mm. this kind of relationship with money. Um, first thing that we said we want to talk about is necessity. The idea of like, how, what do you need to earn? Mm. How much money do you need coming into your bank account in order to, to live the life, to, to maintain your life, pay your rent, put food mm. on the table, etc.? Which is, might be different from what you desire to earn which is thinking more about worth and where you'd like to go to aspirational about money Mm. Mm. well I think one of the ways that I um, absolutely (laughs) deal with this is to have a spending plan versus a budget a budget for me always makes me feel like there's not enough and that um, I'm I'm, I'm on the (laughs) the last the last threads whereas a spending plan is giving me my leadership Mm. It's it's saying I'm choosing where to put my money and I'm choosing to pay my bills because they have to be paid. But just because they have to be paid doesn't mean say everybody pays them. But I'm choosing to pay my bills because that's in my spending plan. Yeah. And I might find also that when I put my spending plan about where my choice of my money is going, I might choose not to put it into those places. So for me, having a spending plan has a form of empowerment. Mm. puts me in charge I don't think we're in control I have a belief that we are never in control that's just my belief that's yes. my personal belief you know we were just doing this podcast right now and the fire alarm went off we're not in control no we're just not 
but we are in charge of how we respond to it. Yes. Okay, so for me, that's the same with money. I might be, you know, somebody who's earning money that doesn't equate to my value right now. So sometimes what I've had to do in that situation is think of other ways to bring in other income. Mm. And it's not about me doing specifically more work, like physical work. It could be that, you know, I've got another gift of making cakes, or and I love it, but it's just something I do in my pastime, so I sell my cakes. It could be that I'm great with the sewing machine. It could be that I'm great at writing poetry or cards, you know. We do many things outside the work that we do that could actually make us money but we don't put them in the spaces for them to make us money. Mm, interesting. During the pandemic, um, that was one of the things I brought up. I had this little series, the Everybody Can series that I did on Facebook. And the amount of people that when I mentioned this to them, they picked up different forms of themselves and were making money from it. Yeah. So it's So I do think there is another level of choice. If you wish to be in services, you know, you're qualified. We need you in the world. However, we also need people to feel empowered around that as well. Yes, we would love all the, the, the people to have amazing salaries. I mean, if I could pay everybody those salaries, I really would. But it, in, the, in the level of consciousness that we're in, we're just not in that space at the moment. So is there another way with the gifts that you have that you could make another passive income? Mm. You know, But some people, in response to that also, uh, Darren, are really just happy with that level of uh, income. Yeah. Not everybody is looking for that extra bit of income. Sure. Um, I think biggest thing I'm taking away from what you've just said is about taking control and taking charge of your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you're in control of when and how it comes in is another matter, but your relationship with it. And I think, you know, that is, for me, part of my own personal leadership. So it's important for me to know how much money needs to go out of my accounts yes. every month and I never used to think that way yes as a freelance singer it was like it was very, everything was very vague for me yeah. about how much I needed to earn and what was coming in and I didn't really think about the the true cost of very of of my life mm. uh, because often you know you get a, a lump of money in often as a as a freelancer mm. you get a lump of money in mm. at a time but then you have to make that lump of money last for a period of time so it's important so taking control of your relationship with money is knowing how much needs to go out of your account every month Mm. and how much needs to come in to pay for it and that's on your your rent or your mortgage Mm. that's on your food that's on your bills Mm. that those are all those things it's only when you know that that you can make clear choices Mm. about what you do or what you don't do Mm. um and that is now you don't like the word budgeting. That is that is kind of budgeting or kind of or what, what did you call it? Your spending plan. That's yeah, your spending, spending plan. plan. So it's yeah. knowing about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, once you know that that base rate is covered, mm. then it leaves you freer to expand a little bit more, find other opportunities, look for different things. But I I recognise that it costs money just to stand still yes, in of our society. It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you you know I've had quite a lean start to 2023 Mm. not a lot of money coming in Mm. but quite a lot going out because Mm. of new projects and it 
making this podcast, for example. Yeah. They're all things that are important because I think about um, as as a, a freelancer and as someone who runs my own organization is I think about what things am I putting in place now that might bear fruit later. Mm. So I have various different projects and things on the go because mm. one of them or several of them will pick up kind of late further on down the line. Mm. But if I know that there's not a lot of money coming in over a period of a couple of months, how am I going to cover that couple of months? Mm. So that for me, rather than getting into fear, which is maybe what I used to do. Mm. It's getting really clear. We're getting into consciousness about mm. knowing what's needed. And then I can, if if it looks like there isn't money coming in for a little bit longer, then I can find ways to cover that. I think it's all these ways of like as much as possible taking control of the way you feel about money. And yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. We're going to use different words on this yes, podcast. Do. I'm going to say take in charge. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I love what you've just said. I think that is the basis of a spending plan, that taking charge of knowing what's coming in, what's coming out. That's something I've also had to learn as well. What I also think about is projection. Mm. So projection in like relationships, not a good thing. Projection <laughs> in money, great thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm always looking. I've got jobs that I've got coming in because I'm a freelancer, you know. I'm a multi-passionate and I've got money coming in from different places. I have to look in the future for this year, the jobs I've got enough already, are they going to pay for this year? Yeah. You know, so I'm already looking at, I normally work two years in advance if I can, okay. So I'm I'm looking down the line and I've been taught this now. Um and so I look, if there's a job that has a massive um, income space for me, then how do I break that up and put that across all of my months? Yes. So I don't just go, oh, this is a great lump sum of money and it's staying in here for this month. I go, okay, is this a salary that I could live on for a year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or is it something that, you know, even if it's just a thousand pounds a month, can I make sure that I pay myself a thousand pounds a month? just from that job yeah and that's the way I'm now looking at it in terms of getting really conscious about how I choose to spend my money so we had a conversation this morning and we said oh can we can we pay for something and I was like no I can't right now I know point blank I can't why because I know what my spending plan looks like yeah I know I'll be all right in four weeks time but I'm not right I'm not okay right now and I think what taking charge of my money like that has empowered me to start then looking at the different levels of how I can earn more money. You and I, Darren, are... Oh, gosh, I can feel myself getting a bit upset again. But anyway, you and I are two of the most generous people I know in the world, okay? In terms of how we give our time, how we give our ear, how we give our touch, you know, how we give our hearts, you know, even our finances, Okay, and there's, 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 I, I had an underlying thing in my consciousness which meant that I was afraid to be wealthy. I had a, you know, I would give everything all away all the time. I was afraid to be wealthy because I had had the consciousness, the learned consciousness that when you have money, you're not a nice person. Mm. People will use you. You become a bank. 
um, you're um, you're unkind. You know, you're selfish. Yeah. You're a show off. Yeah. Who do you think you are? And I had all these learnings inside of me and they were destroying my relationship with money. When I started to really look at money as that real exchange, and then one day I woke up and I realized I'm one of the people that should have money. I'm not one of the people that shouldn't have money. When I have money, so does everybody else around me. I'm not one of the people that when like you have money, you, nobody has. And when I realized that, I was like, oh my God, it's time to start earning. Mm -hmm. It's time to start welcoming money in from whatever place people wish to contribute that to me because every time they give me money, somebody else gets value. It's not just about me. Yes. I know that if I put money in your hands, Darren, it's never gonna be just about you. These are the people that need the support. If there is a nurse that you know, or there's somebody in a caring position that you feel, you know, is not being um, paid in the way that we know they could be, generously, on the quiet, send them a 50 pound donation. Send them on holiday. Do something that is going to contribute to their level of wealth. It doesn't always have to be about putting £50,000 in somebody's hand. You know, it's your act. Those are esteemable acts that build self-esteem that is also in relationship to our money. Yes. You know, it's a whole new consciousness for me right now about recognising that I'm okay if I have money. I, I'm one of those people. Give me your money. I will put it to good use <laughs> all the time. Yes. And I will show you. I will give you evidence of it, yeah. you know. And so I've started in a small way with my Everybody Can. I mentor people every three months. And so every time I put out that, that Everybody Can thing, I say, if anybody wants you to contribute to someone... And then my mentees send them letters to tell them what that money has done. It is life-changing for those people. Yeah. But it's not just life-changing for the people that gave the money. It's life-changing for the people that receive what I've had to give. I am also a gift, you know. So, yeah, that's my thought process on it. <laughs> Thank you, Nadine. <laughs> I wish that you could see Nadine's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> which is shining and radiating. Um, what this made me think about is kind of our concept of charity. Yeah. And that's not what you're talking about. No. I think that charity, like when you give money to somebody else, sometimes it can feel disempowering because we have this idea of charity is about giving to people who are less than mm -hmm. me. Um, and I feel very much, if we're talking about an exchange, yes. it's an exchange of energy. Mm -hmm. We've Some of us have an energy which is in the form of money, like mm -hmm. currency. But that doesn't mean that the person that you're giving it to is less than you because they have less of that yeah. energy in their pocket. They have something else. Yeah. Um, it comes back to what we talk about a lot, this idea of looking across at people rather than looking at down yes. and looking up. Yes. And we can we can share our wealth with mm -hmm. others in a way that's not disempowering. It's not about me being better than you because I have more money. Yeah. Um, you know, I for the last 10 years or so, I've been you and I 
have been navigating this entrepreneur world and very often I have felt in the entrepreneur world that everything is about money mm-hmm. everything is about kind of the zeros after you know people talk about maximize like get to your get to your million pounds a year or get mm-hmm. to your thing it's a lot of the narrative of conversation around this entrepreneurship mm-hmm. thing is about how much money you're making mm-hmm. and I've always felt a lot of shame around that because I don't make that kind of money I've Mm. never made that kind of money that doesn't mean that I might not in future Um, but up until now I haven't but I look at my life and I realize that it is a it's a wonderful life it's a successful life because I have amazing people in my life I have the the freedom to be able to make choices I can initiate projects I mean it can be hard because I'm looking for funding to support me Mm. but I get to do that Um, I've made choices in my life that actually are not about having loads of zeros after uh, at the end of my bank account. I've made choices in my life. It's about my wealth. It's about the richness of my experience. Mm. So that doesn't mean that I don't wish to attract in more because exactly like you, I wish to be able to give it out and support other people and, and, Mm. and do it in that way. But it's... It's good to think when we're talking about this relationship with money, it's like let's not attach our self-worth to the number of zeros at the end of your bank account. Absolutely. And we live in a society that does that. So that's why I believe that we're not entrepreneurs. (laughs) I believe that we're intrapreneurs. Yeah. Because everything that we do starts from an internal understanding of who we are. Everything in that entrepreneur space, for me, just right now, Mm is from an external understanding. But this internal self-leadership starts with us. This level of values, this um, connection with family and friends, this connection with community and really and with care, yeah, you know, is an entrepreneurial thing, you know. So we're coming at it from a very different space. Yes. We come out to meet money. Normally entrepreneurs, and I'm not saying every entrepreneur. No find this money and then they have to take an internal experience <laughs> yes. we're just doing it the other way around yeah. and um hopefully at some point we'll meet that other you know because that's also part of being a leader is being able to have sustainability yeah and sustaining ourselves with money means that we can then keep carrying on the message what does brendan burchard say if you if if you don't make the profit you cannot sustain the message or something like yes. that he keeps saying all the yes. time and when i heard that i really understood what he was saying it's like don't don't fall into the poverty mentality yeah don't fall into this mental state of there's never enough you know as we're saying money doesn't always have to be about the the cash in you money used to be um called talent <laughs> and that's the entrepreneurial space of that as well yeah you know our talents are worth everything and sometimes we exchange our talents so we can learn so we can grow so we can eat mm-hmm. so that is also money yes <laughs> it also has value yes which kind of gets us into our worth yes well let's talk about that because the flip side of all this obviously is what we ask for is how we ask for our worth and recognizing so we've accepted that things are not in our control Mm. we've accepted that we may not be able to be in charge of 
of that flow sometimes, but we can be in charge of our attitude towards it. Absolutely. And our own value around that. Mm. But the other thing that we often see as freelancers or um, activists, artists, okay. is that we're scared to ask for the amount of money that we know we're worth. Yeah. Uh, and that has been a big thing in both our lives. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. It's like, I know that actually what I would like to be earning, what I wish to be earning at this point is this figure. Yeah. But I come into the negotiation thinking, oh, they're never going to give me that. So I don't ask for it. Mm. And it has been a real practice. I've had to really learn and push myself beyond my comfort zone, getting yeah. back to that thing about fear, yeah. um, because we fear that we'll be told no, we won't get any money at all. Mm. So we often we will ask for less because we think that's what we that's what we could get. Yeah. But actually, what I've learned is that if we step into asking for our worth, then we are much more likely to receive it. Absolutely. I mean, I had that the other day. Um, I've had that three times in the last, I don't know, three months or so. And I've literally just said no. And I said, oh, I don't. we don't want to make you uncomfortable about money. No, I'm not uncomfortable around money, actually. This is how much I cost. Mm-hmm. And because you're not just paying me for that event, you're paying me for all my bloody experience. Mm-hmm. And it is vast. And I am worth every penny. You know, and that is not an ego thing. That is sleepless nights. That is homelessness. That is, you know, choosing whether I eat food or to walk walk to the bus stop or walk to work or take a bus. You know, all of those things, all of that, all of my training, all of my... Um, which is expensive. Our coaching training was, so expensive. Is in its thousands. I was. Th- I calculated, and I said, you know, the amount of money that I've actually invested in in who I am, and is over a million pounds. Yeah. So, that's been the investment in the work that every other people haven't wished to do, so they can learn from what I have so they can get that experience because when they get to the space where they wish to I've already done it and can show them the way yeah do you know what I mean and everybody has their time it's not about um I'm of greater value than anybody else we're all experts in our own rights we will continue to say that because we really believe that you know but sometimes my expertise expertise crosses yours and that expertise has value and now I know that it's okay to be paid for it Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's such a, and it is that thing, isn't it? That worthiness. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's not about what am I worth as in an ego thing. It's just, no, actually, when you put, when you think about the amount of effort. Yeah. The amount of planes we've got on and the amount of other influences that we've put ourselves in front of and teachers and, you know, it, you know, it costs. Yeah. You know. And it's not that we're being um, outlandishly expensive either. We're just asking for our worth. Yes. And I have, in recent months and years, turned turned work down. Yes. Because I didn't feel that I was being paid my worth. Yes. Um, and that was a challenge because I could see that there wasn't necessarily other money coming in. But mm. I knew that if I wanted to reach the next level of income Mm. then I had to make a stand about that yeah Um, Uh, could you do that thing you know your 4ks oh my 4ks yes go on go on go on go on go on well this is about yes so I I 
kind of developed this a few years ago and I was when I was working with clients about why you would take a job or yeah. not why or not you would take an opportunity mm. I kind of boiled it down to what I call four K's I mean they're not necessarily K's but they've got that curse sound <laughs> um so <laughs> exactly so my four K's are cash kudos kicks mm. and cred yes they're my four K's so when I'm looking at an opportunity I want to make a choice and a decision based on what that opportunity is going to give me. So mm. the first one, cash. Mm. Is it going to pay me what I need it to pay me? Next one, uh, kudos. Is it potentially going to raise my status, give me a platform, allow me to speak in a different place? Three, kicks. Is it going to be fun? Am I going to enjoy it? And then the last one, cred, is is it going to meet my values? Yes. Is it going to allow me to stay authentic to who I am? Yeah. So here are these four choices. Sometimes we might choose to take an opportunity because we need the cash. Yeah. And that might override the kudos bit or the or the kicks bit. Mm. It might not be that much fun and it maybe it won't kind of raise my status, but I really need the cash right now. So that is a valid reason for taking an opportunity. A valid reason for taking opportunity is that I'm not going to be paid very much cash, mm. but it's really going to raise my status. It's really going to give me a platform. It's going to allow, it's going to reach to other things. So that is also a valid reason for taking an opportunity. Mm. And another really valid reason for taking opportunity is it's going to be fun. Sometimes I might want to do something, not because it's going to pay me lots of money or not because it's anyone else is going to know about it, mm. but because it's going to be really fun and it's going to, it's going to, connect to my enjoyment of life and things I want to do yeah. so those three things are kind of negotiable mm. the non-negotiable always is cred mm. is that you need to have that credibility kind of running through everything if you are not living through your values I don't care how much money you're uh, that was for me I don't care how much money I'm earning I don't care how much um, kudos I'm going to get I don't care how much fun I'm going to have but I need to be assured all the time that I am I'm acting in my credibility. So that is an underlying thing mm. all the time. And then the others I can play with around it. So it's a bit like, you know, like a, a spectrum. You can you can decide where you're going to go along that spectrum. So that's that's how I like to think about it. Mm. And that's a, a, a way that I've maybe taken charge of the way that I choose the opportunities that come in my direction. Yeah. And in and in response to that, how we spend it then. Yes. You know, do I need it? Do I love it? Will it bring me joy? Will I use it? There's this um, looking at the effort that it takes to bring in, but it's also how do we then value the money, this exchange, by how we spend it, by how we look after it, how we invest it, where it goes, what we put it into that's just as important as this mirror that you're kind of that you're right. kind of, yeah that you're kind of given it and that's the flow yeah you know it's about if we if we think of money as an energy yes it's an energy that has to flow yeah. so it comes in yeah and it goes out yes. when it gets stuck it's like anything in yeah. life anything that gets stuck begins to stagnate yeah. so actually we we need to keep that energy flowing because mm. if it's um <clears throat> excuse me the accumulation yeah. of money without it doing without it doing good things yeah. in the world is a stag is yeah it's a stagnation i remember this fantastic quote from hello dolly i love musicals yeah. um 
where Dolly Levi says, uh, money is like manure. It's not worth a thing unless it's spread around helping young things to grow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I had a really good conversation with uh, Kate Ferzer of Gaia Financial. Mm. And um, one of her things that she said to me was, I knew that money would be ever evolving when my energy matched its receiving. Oh, could you could you explain that a little bit more? So she said she said to me that um, any time her money or financials took a dip, it was because her energy took a dip. Mm. Any time she brought up her energies and did all her practices, all her habits, all the things that she, you know, then the money was always in flow. So again, it's that energy, what we bring to it, how we meet it, is a constant. Seems to be a constant thing. We're managing our talents through the energy that we bring i love that and the thing i'd like to add to that it's just occurred to me as yeah. you said it is that we live in a dense material plane we yes. live in a dense material world yeah and sometimes it takes longer for the energy to come back yes just because we live in this denser material world you know if we believe in the law of attraction and manifesting then it's it it's getting faster, but it's not always immediate. And this is why we need to be consistent with our energy yeah. and with continuously creating new things in the world. Because if we're creating new things in the world, that energy of money comes back to us at some point. Yes, absolutely. And it's always that thing, isn't it? Like um, I give 10% of my money to different things. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because I just know that when you give ten percent, it it will come back. It does. You're not waiting for it to come back, but it just does. Yeah. You know. But it's that also that trust of that energy, trusting and the intent of which you put that energy out, and the intent of which you're wishing to receive it. I think where we focus on, as we keep talking about, and um, in terms of consciousness. What we focus on, we attract. What we focus on, we manifest. And <laughs> we've talked about this a lot where, um, you know, I've always been good at manifesting the money I need. You're amazing at it. <laughs> you really are amazing at it. But it's often just at the last minute. <laughs> exactly. But we, we're out of that consciousness now, you and I. You know, it's that consciousness of we're going to manifest and multiply as well at the same time. And... Um, We've been really honest about money, Darren. We have. We have. What I wanted to say is it's, it's, it's what I call magic money. Yes. <laughs> it's the, what, what I'm working on now is having a more consistent flow of money coming in and out rather than just magic money, which happens at the last minute or happens in a lump sum kind of and then kind of there's nothing coming for a long time. So what, yeah. I, what I really want in my life right now, what I desire for yeah. my life right now is sustainable money yeah absolutely is, is money that i know that i can rely on coming in maybe it's like we were talking about before in the last episode about standard yeah there is a there is a standard that i want to reach where i when i can rely on that income being there and then you know if there's magic money that comes after that then that's all well and good um but yeah that's that's my big practice right now and i'm i'm deep in the weeds of practicing that i am not there yet <laughs> no i'm nowhere near there yet either but we are in that we are learning we are making we are saying down with the boom and bust down with the boom and bust and into the flow let's go <laughs> yes <laughs>
<laughs> so what is our question for today, Nadine? The question for today, I'm going to ask you to put in, Darren, because um, I'm going to be honest, my computer's just died. <laughs> Right, I'm going to be really honest. This is leadership, transparency. And my computer just died and you've got the notes on yours. So you're being it. creative by asking me <laughs> to answer the question. So here we are. As always, a couple of questions. First of all, how are you defining your financial worth? Yes. How are you defining it? Remember that we were talking about not always defining your personal worth via money, by your finances. But how are you defining it right now? And then alongside that, where are you stepping back from asking for your worth? Yes. Oh, that one. That's a juicy question. Yes. It's such a juicy question. <laughs> and there might, can we just say that there might be some pain around that? Hmm. So if you feel that that's going to be quite a testy question for you, maybe do it with a best friend. Yeah. Do it with someone that you really trust and um, see if they'd be willing to answer those questions as well with you and kind of maybe turn it into a little game and then come up with different ways maybe of kind of, of how to make money. Yes. <laughs> and then let us know. Yeah. <laughs> because maybe there's something we can learn from exactly. you. Exactly. Let's get digging. <laughs> Amazing. Feels like the end of the episode. It does. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Darren and I, we we just we just love speaking to you on a weekly basis. It just it really fills our heart with joy. It really does. So I'm saying bye, Nadine Benjamin. And goodbye from Darren Abrahams. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this journey of conscious, creative leadership. If you'd like to know more, check out the show notes for links and send us a message at Conscious Creative Leadership on Instagram. Stay Stay conscious, conscious, stay stay creative, creative, stay stay self-led.